ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network where I, your host Ted Weston, along with my crew, OG Will, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, Rep Amy Veronica, the Temptress Witch Ivy, the Executive Nelio Cuomo Costa, the Presenter of the Key, Kevin Key, and the Cuz, Cousin Mike, bring you the best content in wrestling podcasting. It's the indies, it's the pros, it's anywhere you go. Let's jump right in to Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm your host, Ted Weston. I am here with Ref Thick as Book and the, uh, how shall we say, opportunistic cousin Mike. I think I'm using that word on purpose tonight because I think he's going to have the opportunity to go full cornet on us. We'll see what happens. All right. So, listen, we're going to talk all about AEW. Uh, as we're filming this, it's the night after the title unification match uh, between CM Punk and John Moxley on Dynamite last night. Uh, we're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite a little bit. We're going to be talking about the, some of the rumors happening uh, surrounding AEW. And, uh, and we're going to be talking about the uh, all-out card a little bit. So, before we get there, though, um, first and foremost... Go buy yourself some merch at whatamaneuver.net. You help us with every time you make a purchase, you are helping us to get to WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. Please make sure you're helping us out with that. Please make sure you're listening across all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, Amazon Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Spotify, CastBox, all of them. Every time you listen on one of those platforms to our our RSS feed, we get a penny. And I know it doesn't seem like a lot to you guys, but when 50 of you do that a day, you know, in a day, we get 50 cents that day. And then if that happens five days in a week, okay, well, great. Now we've made $2.50, but that's $2.50 that we don't have to pay for parking at WrestleMania. So please help us out. You are, you guys are the best. You guys have been doing so much uh, to help us already, and we appreciate it. We're just going to continue uh, asking for that love and for that support. If you are listening on a podcast platform, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Roku TV, if you're listening on Sports Wire Radio, uh, make sure you're hitting us up on social media at Rewind Podcast, W R E W I N D P O D C A S T. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, please make sure that you are uh, leaving us comments below if you are watching on YouTube. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, make sure you're sharing with your friends and uh, make sure to go buy your tickets for coastal championship wrestling at cc wrestling fl.com slash events use your code is it code amy yes amy use amy to get yourself uh your 10 percent off 10 percent off. off go do it don't say i didn't ever give you anything all right so let's uh let's jump into aew let's jump into uh let's talk a little bit first of all before we get into uh dynamite this week I want to talk about some of the stuff, some of the reports that have come out with regards to AEW uh, in the last week or two here. The first report I want to talk about is the staff meeting uh, that Tony Khan supposedly had uh, a big talent meeting, um, which is funny because he didn't have all the talent there because any talent that wasn't being used on the show uh, wasn't brought in for the meeting. But he had a meeting with the talent um, and he went through a bunch of stuff, but apparently his legal team contacted WWE and told them not to tamper and not to not to reach out to their talent, which I get legally they should do that, right? And there's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um, I think it's kind of ironic, though, when he was obviously talking to John Moxley before John Moxley was out from under his contract with WWE. Um, you know, I, I, I think that 
it's a it's a little bit pot calling the kettle black but for the purposes of of this conversation right now um this is the first time we're hearing of a like an all-out talent meeting held by tk uh do we think that the triple h regime is scaring him a little bit and i'm gonna go to mike on this one <laughs> I love I love it. I, I build him up. I give him like so much to run off and he's like, no. I, I that's my answer. Fuck like, you. <laughs> I feel like the the fires that they're more worried about are coming from inside their own kitchen than outside. And I think the tampering thing. Um it's one of those things where it's very hard to prove unless you can actually prove it. Mm-hmm. So my guess is, uh, you know, somebody probably sent a text message out saying like, hey, doors open or something like that. And it got misconstrued. And that's why, you know, Tony Khan did what he did and basically said, like, you know, they are the enemy, even though they're really not the enemy. And you can't talk to them and everything like that. But like, they, he's been, if anybody's been the biggest tamperer in the world, it's Tony Khan. Like, when you look at the guys that were under contract that they had, like, jump and everything like that. Because he did it with John Moxley. He did it with Daniel Bryan. He did it with Adam Cole. Like, all these guys had deals before they left WWE. So, I think, if anything, it's going to end up shooting him in the ass or in the foot. Because all WWE has to do is go, well, you know what? Since you're accusing us, we'll accuse you. And I guarantee... The guys on his side are a lot more sloppier than the guys on WWE's side. Mm. Mm. All right, Amy, you want to weigh in on this one? Yeah, yeah. Um, one, it's not the first time he's had an all hands meeting. This is just the first controversial one that he's had. Okay. Um, as far as so the thing with tampering, because I did a little research when it comes to like NFL and stuff, and obviously there are different laws when it comes or contracts involved with the NFL. Um. You're you're allowed to talk to people that you may have an interest in. You just can't use certain buzzwords and stuff. So obviously you can't use like money as a as a topic of conversation. You can't use plans. I'm sure in a wrestling standpoint, you can't like promise them certain things. So like the way that it's at least what I've been reading is um, Jericho was the one that outed it because he tweeted. I think it was on Sunday or Saturday. Tampering. That's all he he tweeted. And that's what started the whole controversy. Um, I think what happened was, is whoever reached was talking via WWE used one of those buzzwords. And that's why Tony felt the need to get lawyers involved because like he obviously given like my research with the NFL, he's an NFL owner or part owner of the Jaguars. So he knows the buzzwords that you can't use. So I, like, I think it's all stupid. I think you should be able to talk to who you want to, as long as you're not signing deals behind the back. But, yeah, like, I think Cuz is right. I think AEW's worst nightmare right now are the people that are inside, not the people that are outside. So. Let me yeah. let me ask something, too. Are AEW wrestlers independent contractors? Yeah. Yeah. So are, then... so are WWE's. Then Tony Khan has no say. But I mean, they, so they have no compete clauses, though. Yeah. Yeah, but it still falls underneath different guidelines. Uh, 
So does AEW or WWE. They're independent contractors. They pay independent contractor taxes yeah. and they well, don't I'm get saying, benefits. What I'm saying is, is like they don't fall underneath the same like guidelines as like the NFL. Right. Well, no, yeah, because it's union. But, but I think what Amy's saying though is that is that there are similarities in in how temp how um, contracts are written. Con- no, it's not just how the contracts are written, but how tampering is viewed between between those two entities and and that the Khan family is not uh oblivious to that because they're involved in the NFL. I think that's really where where she was coming from there. Yeah. It's yeah, a, I, I just... can't get any information on specific wrestling contracts because no one really talks about like the specifics of it. Right. But you can get information on NFL, so I just kind of like Right, because it's a collective bargaining agreement. No, no, no. I I totally get that. What I'm getting at is, is I feel like this is something that if it ends up going to court, it's just going to get thrown out. Yeah, and I and I don't think it would go to court because it's just it's just like, hey, you stop talking to my people, and I'll stop talking to your people, type of thing. Yeah. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about here is uh is the fact that Meltzer recently reported that Eddie Kingston had been suspended. His suspension's already up. Um, but that apparently he got into it with Sammy Guevara and that they were supposed to have a match and all out, but now it's canceled. Right. Um, this is obviously not the first suspension we've seen from AEW. Um, we've seen other suspensions happen. Um, and we've seen AEW not be afraid to pull someone who's a mainstream gaining traction worker off TV. I mean, they did it with Brian Cage. Brian Cage hasn't been seen in months. Months. <laughs> like the man is like he's he's showing up in CCW more than he is on AEW television. Um he you know that they, they they pulled Jeff Hardy with his DUI. They you know they they've done this with multiple other talents before. Um do we think that unlike Brian Cage, who Brian wasn't suspended by any means, but he was just pulled off TV, even though he was hot. Um, you know, do we think that he's going to make it back to TV? Is he so popular they're going to put him right back, or is he going to have to pay some dues because he got heat backstage now? And uh, let's let's start with with Ref Amy on this one. Well, um, my reaction to the story is I pretended to be shocked that Eddie Kid- Kingston. Um, got suspended for taking a swing at Sammy Guevara. I, I'm just surprised it took this long because Eddie Kingston, like, that's the thing, that's what makes Eddie Kingston so captivating. He is him. Like, so, like, all the shit when he's talking on AEW when he's about to light somebody on fire, that's probably what he would do in real life if he's getting into a fight with someone. So it's not beyond me that a smartass like Sammy Guevara could get Eddie Kingston, like, insulted to the point where he takes a swing at him. So, like, I get it. Like, it happens a lot in wrestling where two guys are just like going at each other like verbally and then one guy who has the least amount of control throws a punch and so I applaud AEW for immediately taking action instead of just like hey don't sell it like kind of stuff like that suspend them yeah take them off tv do I think that's going to be a a thing that's going to last for a while absolutely not because he is a fan favorite like that people want to see Eddie Kingston at the top of the card and it's like people call for it every week on the internet wrestling community. So I don't see him staying off of the TV for long. All right. All right. Cuz, what are your thoughts? I think it's a work. 
after after sit i don't know if you guys read sammy's like words to fightful after um all the, the news broke he put like the way he was talking made it seem like they're continuing this because like everybody else was kind of like i'm sorry i didn't mean to do it i own it like eddie kingston come off as like the the, the solemn good guy and then sammy goes off and starts like cutting a promo on him so yeah i'm kind of along that line too mm-hmm. i uh to be honest um a young guy running his mouth getting smacked by a guy that's been in the industry longer than him doesn't warrant getting suspended now like beating him to the point where he's beaten to a bloody pulp that's a suspension worthy like assault, like smacking him in the back of the head without him knowing or something like that. That's assault. I vehemently believe that it's a work, and if it wasn't a work and he was suspended for that, that locker room's full of a bunch of fucking pussies. <laughs> well, listen, so I, I mean, I came up, you know, I came up in a time in the martial arts where, uh, you did something stupid in class. You leaned on the wall while you were sitting. You talked while you weren't up on the floor training and you were waiting your turn to do something. And you sat on and your instructor called you out. You were on your knuckles until he told you to get up. You know, um, even if you just had to hold the plank position because you couldn't do another push up, you know, you were on those knuckles until until you were told otherwise. And now if we if we did that with kids. Uh, you know, we'd be getting sued left and right. So I think the whole, I think that the world as a whole has just gotten softer. Um, and so I think, I think that mentality is there just a little bit um, on the flip side of that coin. Uh, if Kingston hauled off and kicked the shit out of him, you know, then he should have been fired. But I mean, you know, if, you know, a vet punches a punches a dude in the jaw and says, "Hey, you know, stop! You're being dumb." You know, I, I don't know that that's a suspendable offense unless it was he had every opportunity to walk away and he wasn't really in the wrong and he was like in the wrong for doing it. You know, um, I'm I'm a firm believer of circumstance playing a key role in in how people react to things and. um and the circumstances had to have been a certain way in order for me to feel like that should have been a suspension. Um, but again, I think that, you know, that getting out from under wraps is a problem, right? Like I'm sure that dudes are getting slapped by vets in the WWE locker room, right? I'm sure that it's happened, but do we hear about it every time it happens? You know, I don't. I think you guys are assuming that doesn't happen very often. Even in indies, that doesn't happen. Like no. if if someone tried doing that, they would be thrown out of the building. So now, do you guys take shots on each other during a match? Absolutely. But to start a fight like in the middle of the locker room because that does something to a locker room and a lot of people don't want that Mm. there's a there's a difference between getting like your licks in during a match but in a locker room it's totally different because it creates an atmosphere of a show that is like very tense okay so i I think think that's a fair point yeah i think that's a fair point um now i brought up that controversy 
to talk about the next controversy, right? And uh, that controversy is the CM Punk, you know, CM Punk came out last week. There were reports he went into business for himself, um, calling out Hangman Page, uh, and that he had heat backstage because of it. Uh, The rumor mill over the course of the week was then that Punk was going to be told that he had to drop the the championship to Mox uh, this week on Dynamite. Obviously, last night, we got a less than five-minute title defense, and and Punk got absolutely squashed. 100%. Uh, Mox looking like a beast. Uh, you know, they played up the injury angle. Did Punk come back too soon? Did Punk come back too soon? But it was pretty apparent that Punk straight up just wasn't allowed to get offense in. Like, they didn't want Punk to get any kind of shine there. And uh, and to his credit, he ate it, right? To his credit, he ate it, and, and he took it. Because um, you had a really interesting perspective when we were all kind of sending text messages back and forth last night in the group chat. Um, and it's something that you've kind of hinted at before on the show, but, uh, but I was hoping you'd be able to share that opinion with us now about this. Um, wh- tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the on the fact that Punk got squashed last night for a championship. I think that he is water and oil in that locker room right now. And that basically he's running his mouth a lot while not being there. Never should have called out the guy that he called out. Never should have even been in the title picture in the first place. It all seemed forced, and with everything the way that it was going, all it was doing was pissing off people more and more and more. And he doesn't need a world title. He's also not a draw anymore. If he was a draw, you know, there would be another million viewers on top of him, but they already had CM Punk's crowd there waiting for him when he got there. That's why he was only a difference maker of a hundred, like fifty thousand viewers, instead of bringing in millions of viewers. Right, like I think he showed up on that first rampage, and he was a huge draw for that one show. Yeah, but it was only a draw of like a hundred and fifty thousand, maybe two hundred thousand. No, I mean they they had a significant number over the numbers they're drawing right now on rampage. It no, was no, a significant, you know. I'm just saying for their average viewership. Also, remember that was one of the first rampages, too. That was the first rampage, so it all things considered, it was basically like wasn't it the only live rampage, too, at the same time? It wasn't the only live one, they've done a couple of live ones, um, but but it was it was a, a live one, and it was also longer. I feel like that first that first episode of rampage was like two hours or something, as opposed to being one hour, so. Look at like SmackDown's numbers when they first came back to to uh, Fox. Mm-hmm. Didn't they make, like a three point five or something like that? Yeah. So it it was the odd show out because it was the first show back. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like it was a flop because 
he really didn't bring anything to the viewership other than like an extra 300,000 guys watching the show. And then automatically the next week they were gone. Um, I don't know that I agree that it was the next week, but I do agree with you that, um, that a lot of punks fan base was already watching AEW. Um, and that they were hoping he would make a bigger splash in the numbers than he did. And I think that they were hoping that they would draw some of those viewers that they didn't get back just by Punk being there. They were hoping they would get them by putting the strap on him. And they probably had to guarantee him a run with the strap anyway to to get him to sign on the dotted line, you know? Um, I don't know about that. No, I think they probably did. I think they probably did. That's just my opinion. You can take it for what it's worth. Um, you know, but but I think that um I think that they were they were hoping that he would um that he would draw more if he had the strap and then he didn't. You know, they were hoping that the buy rate on that pay-per-view would be astronomical and it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's and it's on top of that too, like he got the belt, he got hurt, and instead of just, like, falling back into, like, a producer role and helping the other guys get over it and everything like that, he's done nothing but cause problems. Hmm. Hmm. Amy, talk to me a little bit. So, well, I said this a little bit before we started recording. Like, the minute that they booked the match for this week, I kind of, like, was like, oh, okay, so it's going to be a quick match. Mox is going to win. I didn't think it was going to be a squash, but I knew it was going to be something in where Punk was going to get hurt again, and then Mox is going to win. And mm-hmm. the reason, like, because when you take a step back and you look at the last, like, month and a half, since, like, he got hurt, he went away, and they made Moxley the interim champion, which I mini rant right now. Interim champion. I don't care if it's UFC, WWE, AEW, is a stupid fucking concept. If your champion can't compete, strip them of the title, do a tor- do a match to make a champion. Interim champion just screams transitional champion. And that's what I think hindered Moxley winning the title. He, he should have just been called the champion. They could still do the feud down the line and be like, I never lost a championship, so we're going to feud now. Like, that entire thing. But interim champion is the stupid goddamn concept. And I hate yep. it. And it devalues the person who is the champion at the time. Anyway, sidebar. So I think AEW knew this interim championship thing wasn't going well. John Moxley was killing himself week in and week out, trying to put it on great matches. But because it was like that, he wasn't the real champion mantra. It was kind of killing the reign. So I remember a week before Punk came back, it was starting to be reported that his injury was a lot worse than what they anticipated. Originally they anticipated it was a fractured ankle and that it was going to be like a month or two. And then he would be back, which Mm -hmm. is why they were kind of like interim champion bullshit. I remember it saying that he completely shattered his ankle, which is going to be like a four or five month thing. So Mm -hmm. I think my thought was, okay, he's going to be gone for a while. We're going to be stuck with this for a little bit. Then he came back and then he cut that promo on hangman. And then he started to heal it up really ba- badly. And then you started suddenly seeing all these backstage stories coming out about like how he's a bad attitude and stuff like that in the, the backstage. So I think they were landing, laying the groundwork for Moxley to squash him because it's really easy to hate him when you're hearing all this dirt sheet stuff. 
And so mm. by with Moxley squashing him, it makes Moxley look like the hero that defeated the piece of shit that was causing problems in the back. And then also by the fact that CM Punk called out Hangman, he has a feud when if and when he does come back. And then also we're done with the intern bullshit. Moxley is the unified champion, undisputed, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And we're done with this. And I think that was the best thing AEW could have done because having this, like, I, I hope he doesn't carry two belts around. That will just be even more stupid. No, he dropped the one. Okay, good. He dropped um, it right in the middle of the ring. He was like, fuck it. And he, <laughs> he walked yeah. away. So the fact that now there is no discussion, Moxley is the champion, even though it's being rumored that they're still doing a match and all out, which kind of throws my theory in the dust, but that could just be bad like sources and stuff like that well we're gonna get there we'll get there okay no segue there yet but um yeah i think this was the best thing they could have done if punk is still hurt because you make moxley look like the hero that saved the company because he got rid of punk and we finally have a unified champion Mm -hmm. now we just have to deal with the women bullshit I was about to say now. Now we have interim women's bullshit happening here, right? Yeah. Well, um, that being said, they found out about that apparently like two hours before the show started, so they literally had no plan going into it. Right. Right. <laughs> so listen, we we got a big update on all out last night. Like we had a bunch of a bunch of stuff that was confirmed for the card. Um, some of which has had a, a decent build. I'm I'm trying really hard to be politically correct right now, biting my knuckle. Um some of which has, has had a good build. Some of which just has not, right? Some of which is just uh hey, we're having a match on a card, huzzah. Um I wanna go through this card a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through what's been confirmed, okay? And um and I want you guys to tell me if you're excited for the pay-per-view or not. And if you are, what are you excited about? If you're not, what makes you not feel like you're invested? Um, so we've got uh, Brian Danielson versus Jericho, right? I think that's had a decent build because they've been doing the Danny Garcia thing. Um, uh, the next match I have written down here. Uh, we have the trios finals, which again, I think will, will be a good build at that point because they've been doing a decent job with this trios, uh, tournament. Although I think it's very, just like, I think the women's championship, women's tag team championship on uh WWE programming is very obvious where it's going. I think this is extremely obvious where this is going, um, with the elites. So I, I we're going to take that for what it's worth. Um, interim women's championship. Four-way dance, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida. Um, I think, I think. listen, I think that'll be a great match. I think the four of them will do well together. Um, I think that ultimately AEW's women's division has gone downhill since Baker lost the title. And I think they're realizing that. Well, we found out why, because apparently Rosa has been, that she had a disc injury in her back, and that is the reason why she's been, she hasn't been featured on TV as much, like wrestling and stuff, so, but again, on AEW, for having someone who's hurt and be champion, instead of being like, hey, I'm hurt, I need to go away, like, at this, 
it the, it diminished because of that. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. nothing against Ro uh, Rosa. Like if you're hurt, you're hurt. But like, put the title on somebody else. Right. Right. Then you've got a uh, Jungle Boy, Christian Cage. I don't know why this is happening right now. I apologize. Uh, Jungle Boy, Christian Cage. Uh, again, I think it's been a decent build. Um, they've been doing things well with the turn with Christian and da da da. Uh, you've got FTR and Wardlow versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Now, listen, I think the build between Jay Lethal and FTR and Wardlow has been good. But last night on Dynamite, and listen, if you're a fan of, of our show here, um, You've heard me sing the praises of Motor City Machine Guns on every tag team episode where we've talked about our favorite tag teams ever, right? Uh, I love, love, love the Motor City Machine Guns. I'm super excited they're going to be on an AEW pay-per-view, right? Um, this was just kind of like out of left field. Yeah. He was like, it, they were like, he's going to he's gonna tag. We never told you who he's going to tag with. He's going to tag with his very good friends, the, and then it was Motor City Machine Guns, you know, stuff playing. I'm like, so we're just doing wow. Impact versus AEW? Like, well, why are we doing this? Like, you but, know, like. Does that Ryan is... Reynolds mean? Where he yeah. just goes, but why? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm excited for it, kind of, but yeah. why? Um, then we've got the Casino ladder match for a future shot at the AEW uh, World Championship. We don't know who's in it. Um, Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed. This felt very, like, forced. This felt very just like, we need to have the tag titles on the on the pay-per-view. Oh, shit! We haven't already done that? Oh, no! Yeah. We, we have to put these guys on the pay-per-view! What the hell? Um, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I think that's been a good build. I think that's... Uh, mm -hmm that's some good shit happening and then supposedly we're gonna get mox versus punk again you know i i, I just I, you can't do it punk has no right to be in the championship yeah. realm right now you just destroyed him on cable television you what why hear me out okay go ahead cuz MJF makes a return in that big, you know, future title win title shot thing. Mm -hmm. All of their shit's always clusterfucked and confusing with description. Uh, takes Punk out. Takes Moxley. It could it happen? Yes. I don't think it's like a cash in like money in the bank though. Like, yeah, I think they, I, you have to declare it. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, it's pro wrestling, and you never say no. You never say never yeah. in pro wrestling. All I'm um, saying is, he doesn't return at that pay per view in an upper card spot. And if I find out that the reason why he's gone is because he's been filming a stupid show that or movie that like barely anybody's gonna go watch in theater. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with him. Oh man! I mean, you can't fault the guy for making a living. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a difference between making a living and like thinking that you're in like a Hogan spot. 
or like a Cena spot. Like MJF is MJF, and yes, he's a draw and everything like that. But to the outside world of pro wrestling, he's like, it's like Stu Bennett doing that like movie where he was like random gangster number five. And they yeah, but it's still a job. It's still money. It's still a job. It's still money, but it's hurting the company by having him off TV. Yeah, but listen. Listen, I, 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 this is where I'm gonna this is where I'm gonna kick in here, okay? Um, if it's a choice between me making money and and me being better at what I'm doing, uh, because I'm getting acting coaching, or it's a it's because, uh, you know, I'm I'm getting my foot in the door in Hollywood for when I'm not gonna be wrestling anymore, um, versus the health of the company. The company's not paying me what I'm worth. The company's not doing anything for me, right? And I have an opportunity to make this bread and not beat the shit out of my body for four months. Yeah, but that's all spec. But so is what you're saying. Yeah, everything's speculation. We don't know anything. Just because Meltzer says it doesn't mean it's true. That's why I think the aid, the um, all out stuff about um, CM Punk and Moxley, I think it's not true. I think that's old information that he hasn't, checked up on again Mm. Mm. and then also like the dirt sheets industry has become a product in itself and it's just as like carny as the wrestling industry so that's why i don't believe half the stuff that they say about mjf because AEW is very meta in that way where they know people are going to be talking about them no matter what so they might manipulate information so do you think that mjf shows up to mike's point I mean, I would welcome it, but if the dude's filming a movie, I'm not going to fault him for not taking bumps and getting paid. But he would definitely, if Punk is legit injured and he can't do the show, which going back to your point, Ted, I don't know why, even if he's not injured, why he has any right to be in the title picture. Like, injury or not, kayfabe injury or not, he has no right to be in the title picture. He lost clean. Like, mm-hmm whatever like in that doesn't de- make sense. decimating fashion he goes to the back yeah, of the yeah. Line. yeah no like if they really want to say that they're like i know you can only be so much but like you want to have that ranking system he's in the back of the line um i could definitely see him like just showing up that'd be awesome i think it would mm-hmm. like be a shot of adrenaline back into AEW that they desperately need right now because it's just chaos it's good wrestling but chaos right right but, so let me ask let me ask this question. Amy, are you excited for this pay-per-view? Um, is it something that makes you want to spend that $50? As a fan, I could see why it doesn't. As a worker, yes. Okay. As a worker who wants to see these matches, yes. Okay. Mike, are you excited for this pay-per-view? Does it make you want to spend $50? No. Okay. Um, not because of bias or anything like that. Um, there's nothing here that makes me say that I want it as it happens. That's fair. It's full predictable matches. Um, some matches that shouldn't even be going on. 
Um, the Bucks should have dropped the Dallas to FTR. That's my opinion. It's just been that all, all out or whatever this one is. I just I, I find a lot of their pay per views really unorganized and tough to enjoy. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and and, and th- this was my concern about Forbidden Door this summer. You know, um, I, I just I don't know that I want to spend. <clears throat> I don't know that I want to spend fifty dollars to watch this pay per view. Um, not for nothing. I I've seen Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson before. Mm-hmm. You know. And I've seen it when they were younger, you know, <laughs> and healthier, you know. Um, not for nothing, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. It's, it'll be a fun match, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me go, oh, shit, I have to buy this pay-per-view, right? The end There's of the no trios championship. There's no big match on this card that makes me go, holy crap, I have to watch that. Right. Right. Um, so that's that's just where that's where I'm at on it. Uh personally. Uh, I just I don't know if I want to spend it yet. Uh I'll watch Rampage tomorrow night. I'll watch Dynamite next week. And they have that long to convince me. You know? Um, if they can convince me based on that. Uh, I'll be in good shape, and we'll see what happens from there. All right, but uh, but friends at home, our listeners, our viewers, okay, let us know your thoughts. Okay, if you want to call us WWE marks and 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 tell us how awful we are at what we do here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, you can do that. You have freedom of speech. You're welcome to that. Just do it respectfully. If uh. If you want to commiserate with us and tell us that we're right and that you don't want to spend $50 on this pay-per-view either and reasons why, let us know. What do you think of the squash match that happened on Dynamite this week? Do you think that it was the right thing to do? Do you think it was not the right thing to do? Why or why not? Hit us up in the comments on YouTube. Leave us a note on social media at Rewind Podcast at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Go buy yourself some merch. Get yourself some tickets and, uh, and hit us up. And, and tell your friends all about us because we are trying to bring you quality podcasting as much as we can every single week on the Rewind Podcast and Top Rope uh, here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. My friends, our, our loyal listeners and fans, thank you so much for being with us. And we will catch you next time here on Rewind Wrestling Radio.